Bring it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Bill Lugnetti standing in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going. Devin Smith got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, and Graham for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show. Welcome in on this Tuesday edition of the Buckeye Show. No Timmy Hall tonight. Ryan Baker here filling in. Bodie Wells on the other side of the glass. Bodes, my friend, how are you doing today? I'm doing doing pretty good, Ryan. How about you? I'm doing well. Glad to be here with you, Bodie. Uh, always good to see you. Abbreviated show tonight because Blue Jackets and Pens tonight over at Nationwide at 7. Dylan Tyre in the pregame coverage begins right here at 6.30. So let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get into it. Ohio State beats Michigan State on Saturday, 38-3. Probably the most complete performance that we've seen from an Ohio State team this year. Now, Michigan State, we know, uh, not very... Bad football team. Yeah, they're not very <laughs> good right now. A lot of things going on in the Michigan State program. But Ohio State came out... And they did what they were supposed to from the start. They jumped on them early. This was a 35 uh, to three game at the half. Ohio State uh, put it on them early. They got the ball to their best player, Marvin Harrison. They did so in multiple ways uh, and they took care of business. They were able to, like we said, get the ball to Marvin. He was absolutely marvelous on Saturday. Seven catches, 149 yards, two touchdowns. And he also had the 19 yard touchdown run. Bodes, I would say right now it's probably a lock that Marvin is going to be the one of the guys in New York for the Heisman. I don't know if he'll win it because there's a lot of good quarterback play going on in the country right now, but he's got to be there in New York. It's hard. It's hard at this point to not see him at least get the invite to New York. Normally, it's what three to five guys this year because there isn't one landslide winner to this point, and I don't think there's going to be even with just a couple games left in the season. It feels like there might be a little bit more than less this year going. Might be more towards that five than maybe like the three we sometimes see. But yeah, he's just been so good, as we know. I mean, we kind of knew coming into the season, right? This guy and Caleb Williams probably going to be the top two picks in the draft next season. And yeah, it kind of feels like it's going to... You know, I don't always love the Heisman. I hate how it's become very media narrative driven and it's kind of become about like what happens at the end of the year. And it's like, what about the first eight games? Nope. Only the last four in November count. But it does feel like, and the guys said this last night, they were talking about it a little bit on Roundtable, Paul, Jim, and Skip. And they kind of said, and I I completely agree with them, what's he going to do against Michigan, right? That feels like kind of what it's going to come down to. How does Bo Nix play against what feels like is heading towards a rematch against Washington in the Pac-12 title game? In that same game, how does Michael Penix play? Correct. And then how does Marvin Harrison play against uh, Michigan up in Ann Arbor? The only other guy you can maybe throw in there is Jaden Daniels. What he's done this year is ridiculous. What a game last week. Last yeah. Saturday. Oh, my gosh. I know. The guy almost had 300 passing and 300 rushing yards. Uh, but the three losses, obviously, is going to hurt him. We'll see if he can maybe kind of pull off the RG3 and overcome those odds. But normally, once you get past about one or two losses, it's always tough for the guy to overcome it which always probably isn't right you know it's like if this guy is just clear and i'm not saying he is clearly the best player but his stats certainly back it up but unfortunately it's kind of become the good player on a top five top 10 team type of an award i heard some people this week trying to get jalen milrow back into the conversation for the heisman i think that uh, might be tough after yeah. he was benched sort a game benched, earlier in yeah, the year really struggled the first few games he's really come on full credit to him bama 
it just as soon as you want to bury them, man, yeah. they look like they're going to be right back in the thick of it and potentially getting in that top four at the end of the year. But yeah, he's certainly come a long way since getting benched. But once again, that kind of comes back to like September has to count for something too. We can't just be like, well, last six games, this guy was awesome. Like it's kind of got to be a little bit of a whole season award in my opinion. And for him as his, uh, as he has played better, Alabama has been rolling here down the stretch. So uh, I, I don't see how Marvin, almost everybody in the country says he's the best player in the country. After the game the other night, Coach Day said they're not trying to force the ball to him, even though he scored his first rushing touchdown ever. I don't know if I've ever seen them give him the ball on a sweep like that, maybe a couple times last year, uh, but he scores his first rushing touchdown. And then today, Coach Day even said in his press conference, he said that Marvin was the best player in the country. And if that's what that award is for, uh, you definitely have to think that he's going to be there. Kyle McCord, maybe his best game as a Buckeye quarterback uh, the other night. 335 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, He looked very good. And I've been one who has not uh, been the biggest backer of McCord because of what I see with my eyes. I feel like I've seen him uh, be late a lot of times with throws, not read it and get the ball out when he needed to. He hasn't been terrible, but the standards the last five, six, seven years of Ohio State quarterbacks, uh, he just hasn't lived up to that. But his numbers are very good, and we'll talk about an award later on in uh, the show that Kyle McCord was nominated for uh, today. The defense, they gave up a couple plays, but as they have been all year, they have been absolutely stout. Even with injuries, it didn't seem to slow them down. Sonny Styles looked awesome back in that deep safety uh, spot where Lathan Ransom has been. Unfortunately, he's out, but Sonny Styles, what a luxury to have that guy there. And then, Bodie, I think my favorite thing about the game, I just wish we would have seen it full bore sooner it's one of my biggest complaints about ohio state last season and so far this year is they don't bury anyone and get them out of there so they can get the backups in but we saw a lot of the backups i loved seeing lincoln Keenholes get some time just wish he would have got a little more jelani thurman you remember in the spring he was the talk of spring camp well he kind of showed why there the other night when he got in big lanky tight I was going to say, he's a first off the bus kind of guy. We're like, Who, who's that? I remember I was at home. I was watching the game with my mom and she was saying, uh, she's like, who's he? Is he a receiver? I'm like, yeah, he's kind of more the new age tight end, right? Where it's like, he's going to play air quotes tight end, but he looks like a receiver. And I was like, that was definitely one of those guys where as soon as he gets in there, it's like, who is that? Because he's going to be probably the next in line in terms of the, you know, as Harrison and Egbuka and some of those guys move on to the pros, you assume next year, technically, there's still have eligibility left. Yeah. But I assume both those guys are going to be heading out the door to the NFL next season. That feels like a guy that next year uh, could be potential top target there. Kate Stover as well, of course. Yeah. He'll be probably moving on as well. And that makes you feel good for next year that the tight end position is good hands when Cade Stover leaves because he has been the most productive tight end uh, that Ohio State has had here recently. Uh, I loved seeing Jelani Thurman. Calvin Simpson Hunt, that's someone that Ryan Day mentioned postseason, getting in late in that defensive backfield. Who stood out to him? Gabe Powers, the Marysville kid. Like to see him get in at the defensive line, uh, at the linebacker spot a little bit. And I like seeing the backup offensive line. We heard all spring that it was such a competition. And then we heard during the year, well, it's not really that close. (laughs) 
Uh, so it was good to see those guys get in a little bit and see them get some time as well. Yeah, and there's nothing, there's nothing that you can replicate for game experience, right? Especially for the younger guys. We know this. The coaches talk about it. The players can say it. We can sit here and say it on the radio. But until you get out there and play, and it doesn't matter, especially for those younger guys, that you're blowing out a bad Michigan State team and it's the fourth quarter. Just kind of getting out there, playing in front of 100,000. Well, there probably wasn't 100,000 people still there when they got Not in, at that point. Nevertheless, get out there and just get some game experience. It's always good for them. We talked about Ohio. State finally getting off to a fast start in the Michigan State game. Here was Coach Day on Buckeye Roundtable last night talking about that. That's what we were looking for. And as much as you know, you talk about it during the week, you got to go put it on the field. And it was well done. The conversions on third down, the converting in the red zone, defense getting stops, and then finishing off with the two-minute drill at the end of the half. Yep. So that was big. And we converted that first first down to get it started. That's so important. When you do a two minute drill at the, at the end of the half, you got to get that first, first down. I thought the guys did a great job on the third and seven blocking to get Marvin that, that seven yards. And then Kyle really took it down the field. Bodie, it's weird. It's kind of like you mentioned with the Heisman. Well, the last four games are all that matters. What happens in September doesn't. Ohio State all year has been a team that has struggled in the first half, but then put teams away in the second half and got the win. This week, it was the reverse. They started off hot. They score 35 points in the first half. They only get three in the second half, but it's what you want. It's what you expect, so nobody complains about it. Yeah, and especially when you get the backups in, right? You don't expect those guys as great as it would have been to see some of the younger guys drive right down the field and score again. You don't always expect that. And so, yeah, I think in that scenario, it's like, you know what? We'll take the fast start, maybe not so much scoring in the second half, because at that point, it was completely over and it didn't matter. And, you know, Coach Day, uh, very happy about that. That's the first time we've really seen that all year from them. We mentioned Sonny Styles a little bit. Lathan Ransom out, and Coach Day today in his press conference said, uh, basically he said that Lathan Ransom is done for the regular season, at least. He said he uh, won't uh, be available the next couple of weeks. So does that mean could he be in a Big Ten championship game? I don't know. A bowl game uh, looks like if we see Lathan Ransom again this year, that'll be when it is. But we mentioned Sonny Styles. He stepped in and played phenomenally in that Lathan Ransom deep safety role. Here's Coach Day talking about Sonny taking on more. He's got a lot of versatility and can do many things, but uh, it's going to you know be important for the other guys to step up in those areas where you know where does he fit in, and you know you just have to feel good at all the other spots back there, and then and then Sonny you know can take on a lot of responsibility. But we also want to make sure that he's playing fast and doing a great job. So we don't want to overload him, but at the same time he can do a lot and. That's important for the guys around them to make sure that they're, you know, playing at championship level. To me, Bodie, Sonny Styles was more noticeable Saturday than he's been all year. That tells me, maybe not necessarily that he's been playing out of place all year, but it tells me what an athlete he is, how they have to get him on the field. And he was a guy that they were like, we can put him at a different spot, one that he's not used to, to help this defense run better and he'll be okay. Yeah, and it shows how special he is, right? We kind of knew it coming out of high school. I mean, it's still, it's easy to forget. He should still be a true freshman. Yeah. And it's which is just unbelievable, man. That that almost doesn't seem like it was even fair for some of the guys he was probably p- playing back in. Uh, was it pick North or pick Central? Pick, Help me. He was a pick Central. Pick guy. Central. Okay, but yeah, nonetheless, it's a very very bright future for him for sure. We will give uh, get into some more of what Coach Day and Jim Knowles said today. Also, some Buckeyes nominated for awards yesterday and today. We will tell you about that coming up next. It's the Buckeye Show, ninety seven one, the Fan. Tweet from a listener. Are you carrying the Buckeye game today? Considering we've never not carried one, yes. The answer is yes. The fan. 
Buckeye Talk and the latest updates on Ryan Day's beard. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Unfortunately, no updates on the beard today at the Ryan Day press conference. But he did tell us that he thought Marvin Harrison Jr. was the best player in the country. It is the Buckeye Show. Ryan Baker in for Timmy Hall. And here is Ryan Day talking about number 18. I think I've said it before that um, the Heisman Trophy goes to the most outstanding player in the country. Uh, I know there's a lot of great players out there. I get to see him every day. I think he is the most outstanding player in the country. And he's, you know, right from the jump, came in with a work ethic that you know, really has transcended throughout the whole team. You know, just what he's done and... And now his production as well. So, uh, you know, he wants to be great. I know that. You can just tell it. And his actions back that up. And, you know, certainly his production speaks for itself on the field and what he's doing. And, and he makes everybody on that field better. I hear Ryan Day talk about that. And it makes me think, where would this team be without Marvin Harrison Jr.? Because there's well, been a lot two of... two more losses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of games this year, Bodie, where he's the only guy that's done anything on offense. It I'm, was him and no one else. The Penn State game, for sure. And I know that statistically, if you go back and look at the Notre Dame game, it was the Egbuka game. He was the one who kind of put up the big numbers. But I think if you take away Harrison, you let Notre Dame kind of focus and just double up Egbuka, and that would probably be another game. You don't want to say for sure they'd lose, right? Because the defense played extremely well in both of those games. But it would have been, it was, those games were already kind of coin flip ish. And you kind of feel like one of those two probably wouldn't have went their way. I think you can say the same thing for Washington and Michael Penix. I think you can say the same thing for Oregon and Bo Nix, but I don't know if LSU there's... LSU would be three instead, seven yeah, instead possible. of seven and three without Jaden Daniels. It's possible, but I feel like LSU on their roster has like 14 quarterbacks from other Division One schools, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I'm not really sure, but... I just don't know where this Ohio State team, if they would be in this spot, I'm sure they would not be in this spot right now if it was not for Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think a lot of times that's the best way to gauge a player and how good he is and what he uh, means to his team. Uh, We talked about the backups getting in. Uh, Ryan Day talked about those backups, a lot of the young guys flashing it Saturday. I thought um, Jermaine... Matthews again, you know, got his hand on the ball, uh, ran down on special teams, did a good job there. It was good to see Jelani make that catch. It was good to see Lincoln, you know, handle himself well. I'm trying to think of who else. Well, I mean, Lee Carford, you know, I mean, for his first start, I thought, you know, um, you know did some really good things, great out of champion. That was that was great. I'd say those are probably the guys that stick out right offhand. And we talked about some others as well. Gabe Powers on the defensive side of the ball. Ryan Day mentioned Jermaine Matthews. I love this kid, Bodie. He reminds me, uh, maybe not quite as physical, and that could be because it's a different era of football, but Jermaine Matthews reminds me of the next Antoine Winfield. I mean, he is just that. He can't is play a that dog. way anymore, unfortunately, right? Yeah. You're, uh, he's going to be kicked out of half the games if he probably played like that. But yeah, nonetheless, I'm with you there. But yeah, he has no fear at all. I mean, this stage hasn't been too big for him. Uh, I would guess next year Denzel Burke will be gone going to the NFL, but they'll still have Davis and Igben Noson, and they'll still have Jermaine Matthews. I think that cornerback spot. Uh, is in good hands. Speaking of the defense, Jim Knowles also talked today and he brought up a point that I thought was very interesting and very true and it's the ability that this defense has to adjust in game. The adjustments in the college game are everything because things change so much week to week in a variety of offenses that you see and things 
you may spend time in practice on one thing and they do something else or, you know, they're studying you while you're studying them. So early on, maybe they have seen a couple things that you need to fix. So the fact that we can make those adjustments successful on the field happen in real time, that's a big deal. I think it's really a a key part of uh, any success we've had. And Bodie, obviously they can do that because of the athletes they have, but also this is year two in this system that Jim Knowles has brought over. These guys are much more comfortable. They know more about the defense, where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and it's helping them be able to play and just react and know, and I think that helps a lot. Yeah, no question, and it's a good thing that they've kind of hit their stride this year as well, right, because... As much as one hand you want to look at it and say, like, man, if this defense was like 80% of this last year, they probably would have won the national championship. This year, with some of the offensive struggles that they've had throughout the season, the defense has definitely carried the way so far through, uh, what are we, through 10 games, right? Yeah, 10 yeah, games. So. I know. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Lathan Ransom. His regular season, it looks like, is over. Hopefully he'll be able to return for uh, a bowl game or a college playoff game. Tommy Eichenberg will be practicing this week. A decision later in the week is uh, supposed to come out on him and his availability. Same with Josh Proctor as well. Uh, you heard from Jim Knowles there. Today he was nominated for the Broyles Award, which goes to the best assistant coach in the nation. He's one of 57 that were nominated he was in the final five two years ago i'd have to think that he will be there again this year this ohio state defense ranks fourth in total yards at 262.2 a game second in points at 9.9 points a game the buckeyes pass defense is second in the nation giving up just 149.8 yards per game they are 21st in the run defense, giving up 112.4 yards per game. Kyle McCord today getting a little love. This will probably shock some Buckeye fans, but he was named a semifinalist for the Davy O'Brien Ward. 20 semifinalists were named today. It goes to the nation's best quarterback. Now, chances are McCord is not going to be there in the end when they get it down to the three finalists. But again, there's been a lot of criticism thrown Kyle McCord's way. But his first year as a starter has not been that bad. The most important stat, he's got a team that's 10-0 and right now. But he's thrown for 2,687 yards this year, 20 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. He's completing 66% of his passes. Bodes, he has gotten a, uh, he's gotten a rough ride this year from a lot of Buckeye fans. But he really hasn't been that bad. Yeah, and it's the standard was just so ridiculous when you have Dwayne Haskins' first-round pick, Justin Fields' first-round pick, C.J. Stroud' first-round pick. Like it was at some point the drop-off was coming. It just was. It was inevitable. At some point, a high state's receiver room is probably going to take a step back a little bit, which I know sounds crazy the way Hartline has been recruiting and developing those guys. But at some point, when you just pump out first-round picks like that, you're going to mm-hmm. take a small step back. But like you said, McCord, he's been solid. He's gotten a little bit better. Sometimes I think we forget uh, progress isn't linear. It's not a straight arrow up. It's kind of up and down a little bit, especially at the quarterback position. And we'll, we'll see if he can uh, boat off of what was probably his best performance last weekend against Sparty. And then one last one. This came out yesterday. Uh, we've heard a lot about Marvin Harrison Jr. for the Heisman. He has been named a semifinalist for the Maxwell Award as well, which goes to the nation's best player. He is the first Buckeye to exceed the 1,000-yard mark in multiple seasons. He's tied David Boston for the most 100-yard receiving games in history. So pretty good news there from Marvin Harrison. Harrison Jr. We've got to go. Jackets hockey is next as they play the Pens. It's the Buckeye Show 97 won the fan.
The Buckeye Show is sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing and Care Source. Proud to be your home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination.